Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. Test. Motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, we got a good episode. We got a bunch of headlines that we got to kind of cover and discuss. And uh, we're going to go over a little bit of conversation that we had earlier. And I think it'll be, I don't think it'll make for some good, some good content, y'all, right? Yeah. But uh, first, Manny, you had, you know, we were writing up on the board and, uh, you had a lot, a lot of anime updates going on now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just decided to block it into just one category because you kept coming up with new ones. <laughs> like how you made up a word right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we're getting ready with like winter season coming up, uh, closing, closing out basically. And now we're just getting ready for spring and summer. And a lot of anime that we're getting updates for. Uh, first of all, we have Shield Hero finally announced for this year in October. Nice. I know that's one a lot of people have been waiting for. I've been waiting for that one. Yes. I mean, it's been so good just watching it. I mean, just seeing now for me, just going through that dark side. I mean, we already seen a bunch of animes that have done something like this somewhere and everything. But this one just took it in a direction that just captivated you, honestly, more than other ones. Yeah, because he had a different kind of OP that kind of more relied on other people mm -hmm. than, like, other characters did. Yeah. And then for another one, we finally get a debut for Megalobox Season 2. Yes. Oh, I hope they don't mess this one up. We won't know until we see it. I know, but it was so good. Like <laughs> it was like, honestly, that was a very phenomenal anime where just how it ended, it was just perfect. That's why it, it's one of those where like I enjoyed it so much, I would love to have another season. Mm -hmm. But I'm afraid that they're messing up. Like I would have been totally content with just one season because it was just that good, you know? Okay. What's what's so question then? What's a really good anime that left off where it was good? Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. It's it, To me, it's in that wheelhouse to where I've seen it. I can watch it again. I can watch it multiple times if I really wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I would really get sick of it. But a second season would be awesome if it can perform. True. If it doesn't, to me, it just kind of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> So, be like that, be like that um, the Godfather memes, like, look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> well, maybe more of an unpopular opinion, but, like, for me, that was kind of like sword art. <laughs> first, for, for me, first season was really, really good, and then after that, it really lost me. On which, you don't mean the second half of first season, right? Second half of first season wasn't good as first half. Because but when second you say season second, in general was bad. You mean, so you mean the Gale Gun online? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because a lot of people have that misconception where the the first arc and second arc kind of thing in the first season mm -hmm. was two completely different seasons, but they were just one complete season still. Yeah, they had the the actual sword art, and then it had the, the fairy one, the Alfheim. Yeah, which. It was almost okay. Like, you know, I did obviously I enjoyed the first arc a lot better. Mm -hmm. But the second one was still okay enough for me. It got weird with the tentacles. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but then Gun Gale, I don't know, it, it, it lost my interest. Mm. So 
I don't know. I'm I'm hoping they don't mess it up, but if they can do a solid second season, that'd be great. It's gonna bump that anime up a lot higher on my favorites list. Okay, not bad. And so for Megaloblox season two called Nomad, it's gonna premiere in Funimation. Well actually, yeah, so Funimation will have it premiered April fourth. Okay. So it's pretty much coming up, honestly. And then for our next one, Data Live returns for a fourth season installment in October of this year. I know you were questioning that because you didn't think they had many of that seasons. No, I think I watched the first one. It's just not my genre, I guess. So I was kind of surprised they made so many of them. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, it came from light novels. A lot of these animes are coming more for light novels now that we're seeing. And in terms of like comparison with like mangas and stuff, we're seeing now animes coming from like manwas, which are, uh, if I'm correct, I pronounce it right, but those are Korean webtoons. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I, I hope I actually said it right. Um, but yeah, we're seeing lots of animes. We're not not lots, but we're seeing a steady pace of animes uh, from Korean uh, webtoons. I think one of them was. Um, which one was that one that just came out recently? God of High School? Yeah. I, if I'm correct, that was a webtoon. And then we also had Tower of God. That was also a webtoon. Really? Okay. So it's almost like... Uh, well, I guess it's almost like when the music industry started pulling artists from YouTube. It's like a whole new little area they're able to scout talent at now. Well, in reality... I mean, you can say this too, but... Um, not a lot of anime is actually made in Japan. Yeah, but I mean, it's all normally traditionally from manga first, right? Yeah, but a lot of the anime is now being made in Korea. Yeah, I so, mean, but I'm just talking about uh, mediums of where they're mm-hmm. pulling it from, you know? Yeah. So it's always kind of been manga light novels, you know? And now they're pulling from a digital base to perceive into a visual digital base. <laughs> yeah, but like what I was trying to go for... Uh, now that we're seeing like more like webtoons coming into light, I think it's just because, in my opinion, the factor was that now that anime more anime studios are being made in Korea, I think that's how they're able to get the the presence of being like pitched to companies uh, to animate these type of stories and everything. Okay, that's that's my opinion at the moment. Yeah, but yeah, so Data Live is actually going to get a, a fourth installment. And it's going to premiere this year, I believe. doesn't actually say anything, but it, it just says October. So I'm guessing this year, honestly. All right. And then we have Misfit of the Demon King Academy Season 2. Never got the chance to see that one, did you? No, I didn't. I know that one did really well in popularity, honestly. Okay. So a lot of people have been... I, I've seen a few clips here and there, and honestly, it looks really interesting. From what other people have also told me, they rec- they highly recommend it. So I never got the chance to, honestly. But that one it should be coming back. It doesn't get really say on the articles. Just confirmed for another season? Yeah, it just says it's confirmed for another season. doesn't really give too much info, like when, honestly. And then, after eight years, an anime is getting their second season. Okay, which one's this? The devil is a part-timer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually excited for it. I saw it and I just loved it, honestly. 
it gave me like a Konosuba vibe with all the comedy and how much they just like tolerate each other and everything. Uh, all right, I guess. I saw it. I think I enjoyed Konosuba a magnitude amount more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just my opinion, like I said. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of friends already super excited because, it's, again, it's been eight years. So just this announcement that a second season is coming out, everybody's just hyped for it, honestly. All right. And let's see. And I think I had one more, actually. Oh, so we have Zombieland Saga Revenge Season 2, also premiering April of this year. Nice. I'm really excited for that one, honestly. That one actually, me too. It was funny. Yeah, I remember when I first showed it to you, we were at, uh, what was it? Anime LA? Yeah, ALA. I think so. It was one of the conventions. It was ALA. We went to one of the screening rooms where they were showcasing a few episodes for an anime. And you got the chance to watch the first few episodes and everything. Yeah, yeah. We were resting our feet. (laughs) We were, but it was well worth it, though. Yeah, no, it was. And then I went home and I ended up watching it. It was and, funny. And you liked it, huh? It was, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who would you say is best girl? I don't remember any of them. Do you not really? I really do not remember any of them. <laughs> but you remember your dog's birthday? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> not just funny. Uh, but no, for me, it would be Junko, honestly. She's the white-haired girl, if you remember. I don't. I know. <laughs> But yeah, so season two coming premiering this year in April. Nice. I just remember that they had like some funny metal and even rap songs. <laughs> oh yeah, and that got me. So I, I became a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough to remember their names, but I became a fan. And for a live action segment as well, the final install, uh, two movie installments for the Rooney Kenshin live action series movies is now in the works, has been in the works, and it possibly we're going to be seeing it this year. Well, probably not with these types of movies, especially from Japan, not American made, where it's bullshit most of the time, like Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> but. With these types of movies, um, they're mainly just premiered in Japan, so it will take a while before we even get the chance to see it stateside. So while it does say that it will be shown this year in Japan, though. Got it. So don't get too excited. Yeah. So I'm holding back at the moment, but yes. Okay. (laughs) I've really enjoyed these movies. Rooney Kenshin was my starter anime when I first started watching anime. That was basically my to-go anime when I was like little kid watching Toonami growing up and everything on Cartoon Network late at night. And just uh, when they started doing the live action movies, I was skeptical because, again, we've always had those bad moments with live action movies. Yep. Death Note. Death. I'm not a big fan of Death Note. I haven't seen the anime. I have not seen the live action, but I know that it's just not worth it for me to watch it. Uh, What about the initial D one? There is an additional DE live action? There is. That's your homework. You got to go back and watch it, and we'll do a review next week. <laughs> I did not graduate and get a degree just to get more homework. Too bad. You joined the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there's a live action of it. Go home and watch it. <laughs> okay, okay. And then what are some other really bad 
live action movies that we've seen well not that we have seen but seen come to fruition uh avatar last airbender oh my god that, that was horrible <laughs> they only chose that kid to play as ang just because he knew martial arts and he was bald they didn't have to ask anybody to shave their head <laughs> Le- legit that's all he had he had no acting talent whatsoever so that was just a pure waste of just casting uh, potential right there. Yeah. No, in general, it was really bad. And then, of course, Dragon Ball Evolution. Yep. Yep. I totally agree with that one for sure. For sure, too. And then Ghost in the Shell was actually really good. Okay. You know what? one was really bad, but just because I was a kid and it gives me that little nostalgic feeling I still enjoy. Which one? Maybe it doesn't count because it's not anime technically, but it's video game. The Mortal Kombat's. Oh, the Mortal Kombat movie was, it was a weird situation. They were really shitty. <laughs> like looking back at them now, they were really shitty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it was the movie was just not with its time, honestly, with being able to recreate these effects from the video games, especially. Yeah, yeah, they, it was um, cashing a check that they could not. Or, you know, writing a check that they couldn't cash. No. For sure. <laughs> no. However, did you see the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat movie? You know, I always hear rumors that there's a new movie. There, there is. They already, they, already said, uh, they already published a trailer for it. Have they? Hell yeah. Okay. I remember they did that short series. I forget if it was like an HBO thing or something. The Conquest or something. They had like a short TV series of it. I have never heard of this. It's on YouTube. That's where I watch the episodes at, and it's actually pretty good. I mean, the only time I watch a YouTube series is the Karate Kid. The new, the <laughs> shit. What was it? Oh, Cobra Kai. There you go. Okay, okay. I'll I'll send you the links. It, they only have like four episodes or something. It's not like a super long thing, hmm. but they were actually pretty good. And obviously, I mean, it's probably fifteen years old now, but the technology then compared to like the old. Um, Annihilation movie and stuff is way better. <laughs> yeah. No, but going back, I mean, Ghost in the Shell was actually a really good movie. Um, it's it's a weird situation with like the amount of respect it got, and then also the amount of disrespect it got. Granted, yeah, Hollywood is known for whitewashing foreign movies and everything, but we have to also consider the main character for the Ghost in the Show wasn't Asian. It was a robot. So can people still claim that it was whitewashing if they put Scarlett Johansson? I don't know. I'm not sure. Granted, some of the uh, big producers, and I think the creator for Ghost in the Show, I can't remember who it was, but they actually gave their approval for having Scarlett Johansson play the part for their character. So, if Japan gives it its approval, I give it my approval. Got it. And then, there was the Monster Hunter movie. Did our, you watch it? No, our buddy Sparky told us that it was really good. So, um, I didn't know we could watch it, especially since, like, COVID situation. I didn't even know theaters were already open already at this point. I didn't know they were open. But from our buddy Sparky, he told us that he went to go watch it, and he, it was really good in his opinion and everything. So I'm actually really excited to see how it's going to look if I can get the chance to watch it. Okay. And then I can't think of any more live action movies. What about you? Um, I 
guess if we're talking like video games included, there's Resident Evil. Mm, but it almost stands no, on its own. <laughs> no, yeah, no. It that's its own like yeah. s- it was its own separate story. Own separate story, but I mean it's it's almost the same with every live action. Most live actions always deviate from the original animation most of the time because they're trying to do their own thing. But yes, it, in a sense, it is almost its own separate category just because the even the size of the franchise, honestly. Yeah. And then there was the Doom movie with The Rock. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, let's just move past that one. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll leave it at that one then. Well, yeah, so what else do you have on the list? That's actually pretty much it. Okay, nice. Well, I mean, it sounds like there's some uh, some nice ones coming up to get excited for. Definitely. Actually, already as soon as April. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Well, my queue is just going to grow, and it's never going to go down, apparently. That's the weeb life for you. <laughs> apparently, shit. Well, if, if anything, it's not going to be your queue. It's my queue, because it's using my Crunchyroll account. This is true. This is true. Unless it shows up on Hulu. True. Hulu's been growing a lot. I've been actually able to find most of the... A fair, a fairly good amount of my anime I want to watch on there. Yeah, definitely. With like the numerous amounts of streaming services we have now, all these comp- streaming companies just want to buy licensings for like all these animes and stuff. So it's just pretty much all at war for just who can get the rights to stream which anime and everything. Yeah. And pretty much... Now that we have like Sony full ownership of Funimation and Crunchyroll, so it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to work out with the streaming rights and everything. Yeah, true. I mean, I'd I'd still like to see them combine and just do one all-encompassing kind of thing, you know? Like they did with Verve. Yeah, whatever happened with that company? It, from, from my perspective, I think there was a fallout between Crunchyroll and Funimation and it just never worked out anymore so yeah they couldn't they couldn't play nice to keep it profitable pretty much i i'll, I'll give the i'll put the blame to funimation <laughs> bias <laughs> i am biased i i just don't like funimation all right well, what do we got next on the board manny all righty so i park outside all the time why are you telling me no no i don't park outside because i do not have a kia <laughs> So, Kia is recalling 308,000 vehicles for risk of fire. Ooh. Yes. And they're telling the owners to just park outside away from structures. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Texas could have used those Kias. I mean, yeah, heat them up, man. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any, like, specific reason or component of the vehicles that's causing this... Causing them to combust? Uh, An electrical shortage. An electrical shortage? Yes. Okay. Now, uh, you know, Kia Hyundai shares a lot of their stuff, right? Yeah. So they've already been uh, recently fined for not moving on these recalls fast enough. So I think they're scheduled or scheduled. This report um, for the fine was back in uh, November. Damn. Yeah, and they were scheduled to be fined $210 million over not handling their engine recalls on time or at a at a faster pace, basically. Yeah. And 
it's not the first or the second time they've actually had these recalls due to fires. Damn. They had an issue with their brakes, um, leaking brake fluid close to heated up components and causing fires. <laughs> yeah, that will happen. <laughs> yep. And so apparently they, again, they're still not responding fast enough to these recalls and getting them out. So they're they're basically telling every telling the owners just to keep it parked away from their houses, structures, wherever they are. <laughs> so keep your distance, but, you know, hop on in when you're ready to go. <laughs> so if I see a, if I'm driving and I see a Kia on the road, should I just avoid it? Um... You know, give it a tap on the back bumper and see if it's like an old Pinto. (laughs) Watch it go. I mean, at the rate they're going, they're going to be known as like the new Pintos now. True. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the Associated Press is estimating that about 6 million vehicles built by Hyundai and Kia have been recalled. For catching fire or engine failures since 2015. <laughs> Damn. No wonder they're getting that slap. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's it kind of sucks because I was I was kind of like my opinion of them was getting better, especially because they were having this hard backing with their warranty. You know, they were putting up this hundred thousand mile ten year warranty stuff. You know, and then like how much we're seeing Honda getting more and more progressed in like advertising their products on like sporting events especially for racing events and everything yeah no Hon- well i mean Hyundai's work with like the veloster n and their little n series stuff yeah is actually pretty looking really good you know yeah. the genesis looked okay you know not again not my cup of tea and when i test drove it it didn't feel great to me but they were getting better you know mm-hmm. I, my opinion of them was growing and then i don't know Maybe maybe there's still um, some corners being cut where they shouldn't be, you know? True. Which, you know, if they start building faster and a bit more aggressive sports cars, that might not be a good thing. <laughs> Last thing you want is to end up at the track and have it catch fire because then they probably won't warranty or do anything about it. Yeah. They'll just blame it that you're on track abuse, you know what I mean? <laughs> so... That is not cool. If you do have, if you're listening, you do have a Kia or Hyundai, make sure you're checking your car if you're affected by this and get it fixed. True. Because that's a bad one for sure. But uh, that's all I had for this one. What's on the next board topic? Apparently a car company is crying. Oh. (laughs) So this is kind of a follow-up, and I've ignored about three of these already. What do you mean? So you remember uh, our good friend uh, BMW, the 4 Series, with the beaver teeth? Yes. Or that looks like the Pontiac... Solis? Yes. Or Soltis? Soltis, however you pronounce that, yes. So since we've done that, um, since we did that story, what was that, three, four months ago? I don't remember, but yes. Okay, so, well, since we've done that story, I've ignored it about three times of other, you know... BMW representatives defending the design and defending the design and defending the design again. And I think it's just been enough to where I need to bring it up one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is, um, and I'm probably going to butcher his freaking name, uh, Domagoje Dukek. 
is the actual designer for the BMW. Oh. Uh. Yes. So he actually did. <clears throat> excuse me. He actually did a full interview defending again the design, <laughs> and basically saying that uh, it's an, he's he he calls it that his design makes it a very elegant. This is a quote: "Very elegant car with very good proportions." And that not everything is about the looks. <laughs> uh, if a car is ugly, it's ugly. Well, and that's and that's what I mean. They were trying to present it in a way to defend it, like uh, like saying basically, a great design doesn't have to look good. So instead of like owning up, like, hey, yeah, we fucked up, we made a shitty design for this car. They're trying to spit. They're still trying to spin the story. You remember they even put out that commercial, yeah, with the uh, the OK Boomer thing, <laughs> all the tweets and everything talking shit on the design. Yes, 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 yes. So they are in total defensive mode still about this car, and you know you figure a great design is gonna what look a- good and attract. function attract. Well, it's going to look good and function. That's a great design, right? A great design means you're going to get all your functionality that you're going with, you know, whether it's the giant grill for cooling, aerodynamics, safety, whatever. Just like the Yugo. <sighs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also going to look good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a bunch of other car companies coming out with way different new designs for their cars. And they don't look this bad. <laughs> at least they didn't backpedal like GM did. I mean, at this point, it's almost to the point where they should have backpedaled. <laughs> <laughs> they should have backpedaled and just owned up to it. I mean, I think the biggest thing is going to be sales numbers. Mm. You know, like I don't, obviously, that's not my uh, wheelhouse. I'm not a big BMW person. But. I don't know, or at least from comments you see online on all the articles or even their Facebook pages and stuff like that, there's not a lot of people defending them. <laughs> or like, the what I do see a lot is a lot of people hoping that they don't sell well and that they'll get it for a really cheap discount. <laughs> it's, I don't think that's going to happen, maybe. I mean, it's BMW. They're going to have the tax, you know what True. I mean? But if they're not selling, I guess they might get a little discount, right? You know, choke down some ugly just to kind of get the discount. But uh, I just think it's so funny that we're seeing them defend it now for, at least from what I've seen, at least the fourth time now. Mm -hmm. You know, at what point do you kind of say, all right, we fucked up. (laughs) It's ugly, you know? But uh, yeah, I just want to touch base on that and kind of poke at it because it's, I find it funny to me. <laughs> okay. But uh, with that, Manny, what's our next one? I have a question for you. You have a question. I have an answer for you, bud. Do you, though? Maybe. There's your question. What's my question? You already answered it. Okay, then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the question is, are you a casual player? Am I a casual player? When it comes to video games. Yes. Okay. I'm a casual player. And I, I guess I define casual player as I might like a game a lot, but I probably will not play it every day. Um, I probably won't play it more than maybe three times a week, if that. 
And even if I really, really like the game, I will probably not finish it and play a different game later on. Sounds like me. Like you? Yeah, I mean, I have a four terabyte hard drive on the PS4, so I have just games galore everywhere, and I just like get bored and one just start playing another. Okay, but games galore doesn't sound casual to me. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and to me, for casual, it's just like all you do is just play for the story and just get it over with at that point. Start playing, start doing the story, enjoy it, finish the story, enjoy it, and then just go on to another game. To me, that I think that's more like casual in my opinion. Okay, so what would you define what I do? Intermediate, hardcore. Intermediate, hardcore? <laughs> really? You're, you're, you're getting there. You're getting there. Really? Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll turn you to our side. I don't know. <laughs> 1,400 hours on Monster Hunter. Let's go. Hell no. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever spent 1,400 hours on any game ever, even when I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, not even 600 hours probably. Dark Souls, I'll do it to you. No, I tried playing Dark Souls and I said, nope. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Was it too hard? It was really hard. And... Because I don't play very often, and I don't expect to sit there and play the same game for, like, the entire year, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to get anywhere on it, and I wasn't going to practice to that point, so I moved on. You sound like a quitter. You can call it what you want, but I'm not going <laughs> to spend dozens, not, I'm not going to spend dozens of hours in a month or a year even trying to work through one level or anything. No, it's funny because Monster Hunter, I have like a lot of hours already invested into it. And there was this update that was coming up for a new monster coming out. If I remember, it was Fatalis. I think it was Fatalis. I don't remember. But our buddy, we decided to like go on Discord and schedule a date for everybody, for all of us to get on Monster Hunter and play together. And so when the date came, we told or we started hitting up each other, hitting each other up and everything. It's like, hey, you guys ready? You guys ready? You guys ready? And one, one is like, hold up, I'm still trying to load in. Gets the game on, and he just he just calls me. And says, hey, I can't find my game. I was like, what do you mean you can't find your game? So he starts sending me screenshots, and it's just giving him the title screen with the new game only option highlighted, no continue button. Yikes! So I was like, uh. Log out of your PSN, restart it, turn it off, do this, do this. So it looks like his whole game save file was just deleted. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, 1,400 hours invested on Monster Hunter. He quit after that. Dang. You know how many hours I have on my Monster Hunter? How many, actually? Because I know you started playing it. I think I got like eight. Eight hours? Okay. And that's over the course of like... A month. <laughs> At least you started. At least you started. I haven't went back. <laughs> Were you enjoying it, though? Yeah. Yeah, I was enjoying it, I guess. I mean, see, like what you just described, as like as far as coordinating with people, going on Discord and doing the full thing, maybe because live gaming kind of showed up later on in my gaming world because I'm a little bit older. No, no. It, you would have been play, playing with us if you had a PS4. Mm, I don't know. It depends on what time of day. Late at night. 
Nope. Until <laughs> <laughs> 2 a.m. Nope. I would be asleep. Right. Yep. I would be asleep. So I've never really done the whole online or forming party or none of that, you know? Um, I did try doing some of the Call of Duty back in the day. I can never do Call of Duty. I, I couldn't stand it. It got boring to me. It's been boring since the beginning. I mean, for these like multiplayer like online gaming sessions for Call of Duty, it's like it's pretty much just the same map, just different designs. Yeah, it got boring really quick for me. But even in general, I've never really done a lot of like online online gaming. The closest thing I've ever done was Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. And even then, I don't think I have anywhere near what would be considered like halfway of beating the game even mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know or going through the the main storylines or nothing yeah i just don't i guess I, I just don't put in a lot of gaming seat time anymore so yeah I, that's why i'd say i'm, I'm on the casual side because i kind of just play it when i'm in the mood and then that's it okay so in terms of all the games you've played throughout the years which one do you think you've invested the most amount of time into it then Ooh, um, I would have to say maybe Gran Turismo or Metal Gear Solid. Scratch that. Actually, San Andreas. <laughs> okay, okay. Never hey. mind. Yes, San Andreas, I think, would have the most game time I've ever kind of utilized. San Andreas was the best one out of all the GTA games, honestly. I mean, there's just so much you can do. You can just, like... Do the main storyline or just go fuck around for hours? Well, that's I think that's kind of why it appealed to me because, um, you know, this is back when obviously I was a lot younger, but me and my brother would just grind the missions en- enough to just unlock all the areas. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Then we just fuck around all the time. <laughs> and just do the hell whatever you want. Yeah, we wouldn't even worry about trying to finish the whole game. We Just as long as all the areas were unlocked, then we'd go for it. Okay. Not bad, not bad. But yeah, I think that would probably be the most amount of time into one game I've done. Nice. I think for me, I mean, this is comparison to... I'm actually going to have to say Metroid Prime. Okay. I've actually never played that one. And the main reason why I say that, I mean, yeah, I've invested all these hours into the other games. But for maybe a decade, I only had one console that was a GameCube. And I only had little games... And the main one that I always played throughout that decade was Metroid Prime on my GameCube. And I would, I remember, I would picture, I can picture myself remembering, like, just sitting in my room just hours throughout the days, just each day. Because I didn't have a memory card, so I was always starting from scratch and just trying to see how far I can get into the game in just one day, honestly. Okay. So I just, throughout the years, I can, I was just playing, playing, playing. There's other games that I played, like Luigi's Mansion, which was also a phenomenal game in my opinion. Star Fox Adventures, Spider-Man, quite a few others. But the one that had the impact the most on me was Metroid Prime. All right. Do you still play it? I do. I pull out the GameCube every now and then just for like the nostalgia and everything. There you go. And I have a memory card. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Heck yeah. You're finally getting to see the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. no, I've, I've, I've beaten that game so many times, and it just doesn't bore me every time I play it. Very nice. All right. Well, counter question. Okay. 
what would you consider and are you a casual car guy? Casual car guy. So let me let me ask you a question just to help support your question then. Are you talking about just a casual car guy in general? And that's including people that aren't enthusiasts that just only get a car from point A for point B or actual car enthusiasts? Uh has to have interest. No point A, point B. Okay. I would say I'm in the middle, honestly. You're in the middle. I'm in the middle. Define. So in now that I think about it ever since from the moment you said the question, my opinion is that if you're a casual, you just get the car, you like it, you start you start doing things to it. But I think and I don't want to say it too much, but I think it all it all has to come down to money, honestly. To money, okay. Um, and I think just in my opinion, I think if most of the time your mods and everything are just from eBay or, or Amazon and stuff, I think that's just more like if you're being a casual. One. But if you're like you're a more hardcore car person, I think you would actually be willing to spend the extra money to get those brand name or quality parts and everything for your cars. I don't know it. I'm still trying to get my head around that question right now at the moment. Yeah. But I think that's like maybe my temporary answer to the question. Okay. Okay. So see, when you bring up the, uh, you know, the person that buys the AutoZone eBay stuff mm-hmm. versus the guy that buys like name brand stuff or whatever, money, obviously, yes, it's a factor. Even age, you know what I mean? Obviously, a young kid just getting into the scene versus somebody who's already established in their careers. That's a whole giant leap, right? Yeah, it is true. But a lot of times, money is one factor, but the other factor is also, um, I guess, kind of like car education. True. It, it's more that they just don't know. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's there's those that just don't know that you know you can buy certain things from eBay, just like just like tools. You can buy certain tools from Harbor Freight, mm-hmm. but then there's other stuff. You need to stay the fuck away <laughs> and go get something better. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of times it's just being in the know, whether they have somebody to guide them or whether they're going to learn by making the mistakes and kind of wasting money on the eBay mm-hmm. stuff, you know? So I guess uh, even though, yes, money is a factor 100%, I define like a, we're, we're, we're making it sound all de- derogatory now, a casual, fucking casual. <laughs> fucking tourist. Um, I would define more like a casual, like the guys that are like with the most basic of stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the guys that just put a intake. sound system in uh, an exhaust and some wheels or something. You know what I mean? And an intake. Or an intake. You know what I mean? It, it'll be something super, super basic and they feel like they're done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus somebody who wants to go beyond. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, that's not to say that a lot of people might stay relatively OEM, but their beyond is sport. Their beyond is tracking. Their beyond is driving. You know what I mean? So that obviously kind of bypasses the mods of the car itself. Yes. So I just think people who think they're done after they put some wheels on it and tinted the windows, that's like a casual to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. And then obviously... You can progress pretty freaking deep into <laughs> into this, and uh, we can get everything going from 
the show car guys that, you know, spend a ton of money to get looked at. <laughs> I have noticed that a lot of cars look like they're more built than actual track cars. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that's a discussion for another time. But yes, in, in general, your show cars and street cars just might be more pumping out more horsepower than a lot of race cars and track cars out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because it's it's about the flex. It's the show out on the street versus out on the track. It's more about seat time and, you know, functionality, reliability. You know what I mean? So... Well, maybe we'll do a different discussion for that another time, but definitely uh, still not a casual, though. <laughs> <laughs> They're still diving in kind of deep. Yeah. The show car guys are still diving in really deep, and some cars are honestly, looks like they put in a lot of freaking work into them. Yeah. And obviously, on the other opposite side, you know, there's track guys that build insane freaking cars and drive them. So that's like a whole nother extreme, you know? It is. And obviously, there's guys more, at least like in my kind of wheelhouse with the Type R, is like, I did a few mods to keep it functional, but I'm trying to keep it reliable while I go get my seat time out at the track. Mm-hmm. Versus my Fox body that I've done a lot of work to. <laughs> and I'm hoping to finish that up so that I can go race it too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like there's there's a ton of different levels to it for sure. And yeah, some of it is driven a little bit by money. But I think that's why I say uh, the guys that just do the window tints wheels and they think they're done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's where I kind of draw where it's okay, that's just a casual, you know? They ain't about that life, Manny. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, speaking about that life, Manny, um, you got an email from NASA. Yeah. So I guess uh, for a little insider we did have a preview to this information last week uh we decided not to discuss it since it was still so so fresh and uh and just wait for an actual official email yeah we decided just to wait for an official email or i guess in the hopes that you know we we wouldn't trigger the (laughs) the inevitable you know uh but since we've gotten this insider info we have now gotten a confirmation email so uh manny so basically, I signed up with NASA to get my membership for the one year, and we already had planned for March 21st for my first ever track event at the Auto Club Speedway. Now, since this is NASA hosting at Auto Club, if Auto Club says something, NASA has to obey it or respect it. So with COVID situation, Auto Club does not want in-classroom instruction or in-car instructors with beginner drivers because of covid regulations and restrictions so at the moment hpde one tier basically what i got into as a beginner driver into the nasa programs will not be allowed at auto club speedway at at the same time though hpd two and up can still go correct so like when i went to go purchase my ticket because i I'm a lagger. <laughs> <laughs> they did have that posted on there that they had suspended registration for HPD one. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, they weren't registering anymore. And then we kind of heard about that, you know, that little insider information we got. And it kind of was pointing towards that. They're not going to do it at all. They're going to cancel HPD one. Mm-hmm. 
We were obviously hoping that there was going to be some kind of compromise and that maybe it would still happen. But it looks like that didn't happen. Yeah, just flat out canceled for HPD one. Yeah. Uh, so they gave, they gave me three choices. One, if I do want a refund, I can cancel my uh, my track event and get a receive a refund. Two, if I can demonstrate track experience and continue on with HPD two, or three, roll over my track event for another track event. So. Currently, I'm not too sure what my plan is. There, I was actually looking at Button Willow, honestly. Yeah, I, I would say go with the refund just because Auto Club is one of the no, more no, no. expensive no, events. No, no. I, I, for sure, I'm getting the refund. Okay, I already, I already okay. sent an email. To, uh, I already sent a response to get my refund back. Got it. Okay. But if I do want to still continue to try to see if I can do my first track event still... I was already looking at the next falling track event for NASA with uh, Button Willow. Okay. Button Willow is a fun track. It's also a drive. It's a very long drive, and I'm assuming you're only going to do one day. Yes. So that's a hard day to do. <laughs> yes. So you'll have a long drive early in the morning. Or uh, go to the, the, the day before and sleep over there. I mean, you could do that too, but you're, then you're going to have a, a, a pretty long track day right mm-hmm. and uh i mean you you will feel it i know you absolutely i know it's just it sounds weird you're in a car you're just sitting down whatever whatever but you're gonna feel it <laughs> you're gonna get that fatigue going it's gonna get you know warm in there you know yeah so that's why i still haven't made my decision i'm just looking at it at the moment yeah i i feel like i i did button willow for one day mm-hmm. and i did it it was fine. I enjoyed it. I still had a great time. I was freaking tired. <laughs> but I th- I feel like Button Willow's better if you're going to commit to the two days and to just really get it, get your money's worth out of it. Mm-hmm. Or honestly, even just your day out of it. You know, you're not so exhausted the whole mm-hmm. time and having to rush the whole time, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, that the drive home was rough. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I mean, I didn't request the refund already, so Button Willow is a potential possibility. However, I'm still looking at Auto Club, and I probably am thinking maybe just register for the Auto Club in June or July. I forgot which month it was. Okay. And have my hopes up that with the heat coming up and everything, that COVID will lessen a little bit again. Yeah. Well, I mean, more people are getting vaccinated vaccinated now right true and uh didn't wasn't there like some cdc update about you know once people have had their vaccinations they're 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 allowed to roam out in public and gatherings and indoor dining without masks yeah so i mean hopefully by that time our percentages are way up higher i think you said you're eligible to go get your vaccine right yes i work in agriculture health department contacted us that we can get priority for vaccinations. Cool. So, I mean, maybe that could be the window towards, you know, regular HPD-1s at Auto Club in June or that July. That is true. I can, like, basically just, like, present them. Like, I've been vaccinated. Can I still do it? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that could be a start. That could be an option, too. True. But it it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it, it sucks. really, really it sucks because we... We kind of pushed you. You grinded on it and got I everything grind- done. The thing I grinded on the most was the tires. <laughs> Your tires where you had to go back 
for balancing and yeah, that, that was a struggle. Mm-hmm. That was a struggle. Driving to West uh, Westminster. Yeah, Westminster. Driving to Westminster at fifty miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, but I don't regret it, even though it was a drive, because then I was able to get a like an actual response from the tires with that long distance on the drive back home. Oh, yeah, that's true, because you don't really get to drive that car very very long distances mm-hmm. often. That's true. I mean, it's something, but it just sucks that, uh, you know, I was excited for your first track day. Yeah, no, I was too. So was Jaime. Jaime was very stoked for me. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, I think Randy from 91 Octane was going to be there too for mm-hmm. his first or his first big track day. I know he's done uh, smaller events, you know? Yeah. But it would have been his first you know, big event, and then with his S2000, that would, that was exciting for him too, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's unfortunate. It and is. another exciting one was my family actually wanted to go to Auto Club to go see me at the track too. Oh, dude, that would have been cool. That would have, but not anymore. Yeah, that's actually one of the other restrictions from Auto Club was that uh, each driver is allowed one guest. Mm-hmm. So you could still be my guest if you want to come. <laughs> and that's if Sire is not going. Uh, Syra goes. She's very supportive, but they're long days, and I can tell sometimes she's like, "Ah." <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll I mean, see. Yeah, yeah, I'm down, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that really sucks too. That you know, guests are limited because I guess on a sidebar note, that's actually one thing that I've never kind of understood is that there's not a lot of spectating for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you go to the drag races, and they got a, a crowd. You know, they got some fair amount of people, and they're just ten seconds in a straight line. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like this is so much more exciting to watch, especially when you start seeing like the uh, the uh, the spec E thirties or the spec Miatas. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? You start seeing the wheel to wheel races going on. Like it's pretty exciting. I, mm-hmm. I like. I enjoy watching. I'm surprised that. You know the uh, the sport itself doesn't get more spectators out there on track days. You know, yeah. It's most it's literally just drivers, and then maybe a significant other sprinkled around here and there. You know what I mean? Couple friends. Yeah, know. it's it's very. There's nobody really out there. Mm-hmm. So that's also that's one thing I've always been curious about is why there's never any spectators. But yeah, I mean that would have been great. Your parents could have went to go see you. But uh, I guess you got to wait for the next one. Yeah. So you have some time to decide. Yeah. At least. And at least now your car is prepped. You have fresh tires, brakes, everything's good to go now. Let's, let's see how the tires do after I come back from Vegas. Yeah, it's not that far of a drive. True. You'll be fine. And I mean, if anything, we can even prep your car a little bit more. That is true. You know, we could start dialing in everything, but obviously... Uh, we got time. We got a lot of time now. (laughs) Yeah. And you got to use that helmet, right? Yeah. I guess on a positive note, when I registered, I noticed that uh, Saturday was sold out. Mm -hmm. And then I registered for Sunday. And I figured since Sunday was not sold out and they're not selling HPD1 tickets anymore. I might have a pretty empty track for my sessions, man. And <laughs> hey, that's nice because if I'm correct, HPD 1 and 2 roll together, don't they? Yes, they always roll together. Oh, so you're going to have a really good empty track. I'm hoping so. That'd be that'd be kind of nice because 
to just gotta go out there with less traffic than mm-hmm. normal and actually maybe push towards you know smashing my pb <laughs> so it sucks i'm sorry manny but it does make me a little bit excited that the track might be empty for me <laughs> on <laughs> sunday <laughs> So that that might be pretty fun. Don't worry, you can be on the track and just visualize visualize yourself, or no, as you're driving, visualize that you're actually passing me over. Yeah, that's another bummer thing too, is that <laughs> I don't get to dust you on the track. <laughs> <laughs> Giggle at this four hundred on horsepower. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bummer, but yeah, I, like I said, I'm kind of hoping that we, we do kind of get an empty track mm-hmm. on Sunday. That would be really nice and just actually be able to really practice full out because a lot of times, man, you never really get like a full, full lap where nobody's in your way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then like it's sometimes it's frustrating, too, because you'll get like a full lap where nobody's in your way. But then a yellow flag shows up or something happens and you have to slow down regardless. Yeah. So it's like, ah, (laughs) so we'll see. I mean, uh, like I said, I'm still going to go. I'm going to go Sunday. We'll see if wifey wants to come. If not, obviously, Manny, you can come by and, and check it out. And at least you'll get to kind of see the setup and the environment. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll enjoy it. Like, honestly, I enjoy it even just being off the track and just kind of seeing seeing what everybody's kind of running. Because you, you do see every level of racer there, in a sense. Yes. Everything from the uh, old school Hondas that are, you know, budget built. You know what I mean? OEM spec'd out. And just pushing the car to its limits, to the mid-range, to newer cars, to cars that are only fucking meant for the track. <laughs> like full-on, you know, P-spec, um, open-wheel fucking looking things, dude. There, There's some crazy ones out there. Can I take my John Deere Gator and track it? No. No, you can't. <laughs> Probably because I don't have seatbelts. I mean, that's probably one of the things, too. Yes, yes. Don't worry. I got a mechanic named Octavio, and he's got a bottle of NOS. Settle down there, Gribble. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's it's honestly pretty cool to see what everybody's running. Mm-hmm. And, and you do really see every level of person out there. Yeah. You, you see people with brand new cars, fresh rolled off the lot, people who've done a lot of work to theirs, like everything, man. It's, it's really cool to see. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. At least that aspect, you know, yeah. at the very least. Yeah, Manny, I think with that, let's uh, call this an episode, man. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website at UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review, follow anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Um, if you want to send an email, you can email us at UnacceptedPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, keep an eye out for the bonus episode. It's going to be coming soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, With that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Test.